On today's episode of Locked on Yankees, we'll be discussing the weekend they had against the Tigers. It was a good one. Plus, I have some questions for our viewers about how the Yankees are being shown, the different platforms, what your thoughts are. I'll share my thoughts and more. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankees fans. This is Stacey Gotsoulias. Welcome to the show. Locked on Yankees is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd also like to thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button on our videos, comment on the videos, and hit that bell notification so you can know when the videos go up. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I hope you're all having a wonderful Monday. It's an off day for the Yankees. It's an off day for us. We get to Think about the weekend and what transpired, and uh, it was all good for the Yankees, really. And it's kind of funny that the pitching performances were so good that even Jordan Montgomery's performance on Sunday, which wasn't bad, just seemed bad compared to his other friends in the starting rotation. So that's just amusing to me. You know, six and one third innings and two runs is perfectly fine but compared to how the other guys pitched and this goes back to Nestor Cortez against the Angels eh. so we'll discuss every game let's talk about Friday first because Friday was wild Friday was really wild it was Garrett Cole against the rookie Rodriguez turns out the Yankees were picking up on his pitches he was tipping them and uh It kind of looked like they were. And I'm really surprised that A.J. Hinch allowed him to stay in the game to give up as many runs as he allowed him to give up. It was four and one-third innings. He gave up 10 runs on 11 hits. He walked two, struck out four. He gave up four home runs. I felt bad for the kid. I really did. Trevino hit a home run off him. Judge hit a home run off him. Rizzo hit a home run off him. Matt Carpenter hit a home run off him. Just, mm, I don't know. That's not nice to do to someone, really. At that point, like, what are you doing? Just take him out. There's no way your team's coming back. So not with the way Cole was pitching on Friday night. So the Yankees ended up scoring 13 runs on 15 hits. The only regular without a hit was Josh Donaldson. He went 0 for 3. LeMahieu had 2. Judge went 4 for 5 with that home run. Rizzo was 1 for 5. And Duhar was 1 for 5. Carpenter was 2 for 3. Kiner Falefa was 2 for 4. Trevino was 2 for 3. And Hicks was 1 for 3. Now, as for the Tigers, 
I don't know about, well, I don't know about most of you, but Cody Clemens came in to play for the Tigers. Yes. Roger Clemens' son. Uh, I know this is, I know how life works. I know that people have children. You know, Roger Clemens is a bit older than me, so it's not that shocking that his son would be in the majors, but it's still uncomfortable to know that all of these kids, even Vlad Jr., I'm still kind of, you know, because Vlad, is Vlad younger than me? I believe Vlad Sr. is younger than me by a few months. That makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) My Cameron's kid is playing in the majors. Like, it's just, you know... If you're around my age and you grew up watching these guys in the 90s and 2000s and, you know, they retired a little while ago, but not long enough for you to feel like, oh, yeah, they should have a 20-something son in the majors doing well. But, yeah, Cody Clemens, not a pitcher. He plays the outfield, doesn't pitch like his dad. And Roger Clemens was at the stadium this weekend to see his son play. Just, uh, uh Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Kiner Falefa. He had two doubles. LeMahieu had one. Trevino had a triple. Trevino has just been... He's been great. And the Yankees were five for seven with runners in scoring position. So that's the kind of game they had on Friday night. As for Garrett Cole... He kept up with his friends in the starting rotation, Nestor Cortez and Jamison Tyone. Went seven innings, gave up two hits, did not walk anyone, struck out nine. His ERA is down to 2.78. Jordan Montgomery's ERA is 3.02, and it's the worst in the starting rotation. That's how good the Yankees' starting rotation is now. This is like a historical start for them. People are getting really frightened by this. And as I said last week, their real test is coming up in the second half of this month. Not that Minnesota is anything to sneeze about, and we'll talk about Minnesota on tomorrow's show. We'll preview that series before it starts tomorrow night in Minnesota. Lots of storylines going into that series with Minnesota getting Correa, the Yankees trading away Gio Urshela and Sanchez to the Twins. Sanchez. Monday. Sanchez is doing pretty well. And that'll be interesting to see what's happening there. So in a moment, we will talk about the second game of the series, which was uh, Luis Severino. And he, he continued the streak. He continued the streak. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy, because I hated taking pills and vitamins. And I've been like that since I'm a kid. And I wanted a supplement that actually tasted good. And I've been on it since the beginning of March. And it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste. And I actually look forward to it every morning. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things that I want to take care of. I take it first thing in the morning before I wake up 
before I have my breakfast and my coffee, and especially before I work out. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into summer. You sometimes can get summertime colds. That's not fun. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens slash MLB network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Now, we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about the listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. So game two against the Tigers, Luis Severino. Now the offense didn't go as nuts as they did on Friday night. And that worried me slightly because, you know, sometimes when a team scores too many runs in one game, they may come out flat the next day and may not even score. You've seen that happen plenty of times. But as I keep saying, this team is not like 2021 and they're proving it every single day. So let's get into this one. It was Luis Severino against Brisky. His name was Brisky. I pronounced it wrong. I apologize. It's spelled like Brisky and there was no pronunciation on MLB.com or baseball reference. So I just guessed, and I apologize, you know, people mispronounce my last name all the time. Hello, look at the way it's spelled if you're on YouTube. And, you know, I I get it. So I'm sorry, Mr. Breesky. (laughs) So the Yankees only scored three runs on Saturday, but it didn't matter because the combination of Luis Severino pitching seven innings, Michael King pitching one inning, and Clay Holmes pitching one inning shut the Tigers down and didn't allow a run. Severino looked great. And the hit that he gave up was early in the game and probably shouldn't have been a hit. It probably should have been an error, error, error on Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. It could have been a no-hitter. Oh, well. Only gave up one walk, struck out 10. His ERA is down to a 2.95. That's right. Jordan Montgomery is the only starter in the Yankees rotation with an ERA over three, and it's only 3.02. Just like we all predicted. Just like everyone who was making fun of the Yankees in the offseason for being Garrett Cole and a bunch of guys in the rotation. Just like they all predicted as well. And yes, I know, it's still early. It's only June 6th and things can fall apart. But for right now, the Yankees are really good. They're really good. So enjoy this while it's happening. As for the offense, there were only four hits. But two of them were home runs. Judge hit his 21st home run of the season, first inning, first pitch. (laughs) It was great. And then Rizzo hit a home run in the sixth inning. They were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. 
left four on base. That's fine. It wasn't one of those games where, you know, the, the pitching was so good that you weren't worried about the Tigers maybe coming back. It just was, it felt like a relaxed game the entire time. I don't know. And then, let's see, for the Tigers, they left one on base. They just, they, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. The one hit was Miguel Cabrera. The Yankees struck out, or, well, all right. They had 12 strikeouts. Let's see. The only person who didn't strike out in the Tigers lineup on Saturday was Cody Clemens, which is funny considering, oh, wait, no, sorry, Harold Castro as well. Those two. But uh, there's two Castros. That's right. What's his name? Is it Willie? Willie with an I. Yes, that's right. I remember him. Okay. <laughs> Willie with an I, Castro, twice. Scope, once. Cabrera, twice. Baez, three times. Candelario, once. Barnhart, once. And Hill, once. Oh, yes. And Spencer Torkelson came in to pinch hit, and he struck out. So, Yankees pitching. The run of these four starts? Five starts? Yeah, right? Because Jordan Montgomery started things off with a pretty good start when he finally won his first decision on May 31st. And then we go to Sunday. Sunday was an interesting game just because Montgomery wasn't dominating, which is fine. He doesn't have to dominate, but just because the rest of the starters were dominating, it kind of felt like a letdown. And people predicted that that was going to happen. I, I can't remember who it was. Someone actually tweeted, watch Jordan Montgomery give up two runs and people be upset about it because it's not as strong as the last three outings that the Yankees have had. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Again, I mentioned it earlier. He didn't pitch badly. Not at all. He went six and one third, gave up two runs on five hits, walked one, struck out five, you know, didn't give up any home runs or anything like that. As I said, his ERA is down to 3.02. That's a perfectly acceptable game. Perfectly acceptable. But the Yankees didn't score till the fifth inning. They didn't pull ahead till the seventh. He was already gone by then. Then Detroit pulled ahead in the eighth. The Yankees tied it in the bottom of the eighth. Then they went into extra innings. And as you all know, if you've watched this show or listened to the show, how much I love the extra inning rule, I don't. Even when it benefits the Yankees, even when they end up winning the game, I still don't like that rule, and I will never like it. I know some of my colleagues do. I don't. I will never like that rule. I don't care if the Yankees win 10 extra inning games this season. I'm always going to dislike that rule. I can't stand it. Ugh. So, the Yankees, Gallo, tied up the game in the bottom of the fifth after Detroit went ahead. Hitting a home run. Very nice, Joey Gallo. But then he came up with the bases loaded and struck out later in the game. <laughs> oh, oh, Joey Gallo. Every time I think you're going to, I don't know, something's going to happen and then it just, it doesn't. And that's just sad to me. But what are you going to do? Uh, that was the only home run of the game for the Yankees. The Yankees were two for 10 with runners in scoring position and they left eight on base. So this was a frustrating game, 
But I didn't feel like they were going to lose. I felt like they were going to win, even in extra innings, especially after the way the bottom of the 10th, uh, excuse me, top of the 10th went. Actually, let's talk about that very quickly. Derek Hill strikes out on a foul bunt. What? What? Did AJ Hinch really want him to do that? Because as I was watching it, I saw him attempt the bunt twice, and then he did it again. And I was like, why did he do that? What? And then King struck out Willie Castro swinging and struck out Spencer Torkelson swinging. And I thought to myself, this could be good. This could be good for the New York Yankees. And it turned out to be very good because the Yankees ended up winning on a Josh Donaldson sack fly. Now, I will say it was slightly scary when Rizzo singled and Judge had to kind of jump back to third. I was afraid he hurt himself. He did not, thank goodness. Rizzo advanced to second on defensive indifference, but it didn't really matter. Um, Josh Donaldson hits the sack fly to Willie Castro in left. I don't even know why Castro decided to catch the ball because there was, he was facing the wall as he caught it. There was no way he was going to turn around and be able to catch Judge anyway. And the Yankees went 5-4. So there was a good end to the series, a good end to the, I was going to say road trip. No, homestand. And uh, yeah, so they're in Minnesota for a series, which will start tomorrow. And again, we will preview that on the next episode of Locked On Yankees. And in a moment, we'll talk about Amazon, Apple, Peacock, because a lot of people are talking about it. And I feel like we need to discuss it. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the NBA championship matchup. The Warriors won a game last night. Hallelujah. You have the hockey conference finals, you have Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So this has been a bone of contention for a lot of Yankee fans this season. The Yankees had two games on streaming services this weekend. The Friday night game was on Apple, and the Sunday morning game, because it began at 11.35, was on Peacock. I will say, and I've said this before, I have all the streaming services. I have Amazon and Apple on my computer, I have Amazon, Apple, and Peacock on my Roku TV, along with everything else uh, that you can think of. <laughs> Paramount, Disney, HBO Max, Tubi, Pluto. I mean, everything. Even I have the Peloton app on there. It's The future is amazing, really. Um, but a lot of people were complaining about the games being on streaming services because some people don't have those streaming services and some people don't want to have to get a streaming service just to watch one game. That was a big complaint about Peacock yesterday. Some people were complaining about the 11.35 start time. I kind of liked it because the game was over by 3.15 and, you know, even going to extra innings, it was over by then. And I know a lot of people who are parents actually preferred the 11.35 start because, you know, if you have young kids... 
you're up at like the butt crack of dawn, for lack of a better <laughs> phrase. I would have preferred to have the 1135 start on Saturday just because um, I forgot I had set my alarm for the previous Saturday because I had my 500th Peloton ride and I wanted to take a live class with my favorite instructor because I knew he would do a shout out for me. And it was a seven o'clock class on a Saturday morning and my alarm went off at 6.30. Well, I forgot that I had set that alarm and it went off this Saturday. For some reason, the ringer on my phone was really loud. And when I tell you, I, I don't, I'm not sure I've ever been that scared in my life <laughs> when that alarm went off. Can anyone relate to that? Because oof, that is a frightening... First of all, I didn't recognize the noise because it was a different alarm than my regular alarm. And then I was scrambling for my phone and it was just a nightmare. So anyway, I would have preferred the 11.35 start on Saturday if we're being real, but it was 105. It was fine. That was the only game on Yes. The other problem with Peacock was that the post game was not on Yes. It was on the Yes app. But it was not on Yes, because I believe the Liberty were playing. I don't have the Yes app. I know. Isn't that bad? But I don't. I don't have it. Um, I will probably download it soon because, you know, I know there's a lot of cool stuff on there and there's shows on there that aren't on the regular Yes channel. And, you know, I should probably watch them. But what do you all think about the streaming services? I like the convenience of them just because, especially Amazon and Apple, I can watch them on my laptop so I don't have to leave my room. That's a fun thing for me. I don't have to be around other people. But I do understand the dislike for the streaming services because you have to have all these different services to watch games. Um, older people don't have them. And I know some of the younger people will say, who cares? But, you know, my mom has a friend who's 88, still with it, loves the Yankees, wants to watch them, can't watch them when they're on Apple or Peacock or Amazon because she doesn't know about any of that stuff. She just has a TV. She wants to be able to watch things on Yes and PIX, and that's not happening this year. So I understand from that point of view the dislike for the streaming services. Personally, I don't mind them. I do wish that the broadcasts were a little better because I feel like some things were being ignored on the Apple broadcast. You know, things were happening and they weren't mentioning them. Although I do think it's funny. I believe it was the Apple broadcast. They had a stat that said Rizzo had a 13% chance of hitting into a double play, which means Rizzo doesn't usually do that. What did he do on the next pitch? I started laughing. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but I do like the convenience of having stuff like that on screen. The Amazon um, interface, I love the Amazon interface, especially on the computer. I don't think it's the same on the TV, but on the computer, you can put it where you have the box score next to you makes the screen a little smaller on your computer but that's fine and then it automatically populates when a guy gets a hit when a guy gets a strikeout it's it i think that's pretty cool yeah i like that but there were a lot of complaints so let me know below what you think of the option to have amazon and apple and peacock like how you feel about that how you feel about the broadcasts you know how the booths are because i know some people have a lot of complaints about the apple booth the peacock booth Mm. I liked having Cece as a sideline reporter. That was pretty cool. 
I liked seeing Cece. You know, he knows the ins and outs of the team. He's friends with guys on the team. And um, yeah, I, I, I like having Cece there. But I wasn't that jazzed about the booth. I want to be jazzed about the Apple booth because I like Melanie Newman. I think it's great that a woman is doing the game and being the head person of the game. Women can do sports just as well as men or sports broadcasting just as well as men. And I don't want to hear the whole, well, she never played baseball. Vin Scully didn't play baseball. As far as I know, Joe Buck didn't play baseball. And some of the guys who did play baseball are not that great in the booth. So there goes your argument about that. But I feel like it's the first year they're getting their feet wet. It'll take some time for them to get into their groove and they'll get better. At least I hope so. I I feel like the picture on Apple and Amazon was better than Peacock. Apple, for some reason, is really... The picture is just crystal clear and everything's really bright and nice. And I don't know, you know, if it's... I don't know what kind of cameras they're using. Because I know when the... I believe it was the Yankees, right? Yeah, when the Yankees played the Royals a few weeks ago in Kansas City, everything was so... Like, the field almost looked fluorescent green, and everything was just so bright and nice. And, yeah, something about Apple's cameras are really great. Uh, but the Peacock, I don't know. Something was up with the Peacock broadcast yesterday, and I can't put my finger on it why it was bothering me. But let me know your thoughts about that, because I'm curious. I see people's reactions on Twitter, and it's very split. There are a lot of people who are like, this is really cool, and other people are like, I hate this. So I want to know if you don't, Comment about things on social media if you're not on social media as much, if you're like a real life person who has a life and isn't on their phone every five seconds like me. Let me know what you think about the streaming services and how they're doing so far. I'm curious about that. So again, on tomorrow's show, we will preview the series against Minnesota. As I said, lots of storylines to talk about. Carlos Correa going to the Twins, the Yankees, trading away Gary and Gio Urshela. Gary. I'm calling him Gary. Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and the catcher that we still haven't seen. But Jose Trevino is doing really well, so it's fine. It's okay. (laughs) So we have those storylines to talk about. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that series goes. So hopefully, I think by tomorrow, all the pitching matchups will be set and we'll know what's going on. And I can give you a full preview of that series. And if if anything else happens Yankee-wise, you'll know all about it if you tune in tomorrow. So for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.